0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the One Up Formula Podcast with your host, Morgan J. Ingram here. And as you all know, we're finding out people's one-up formulas. And today, I have a very unique guest. All right, you'll, you'll all need to pay attention. Real quick, I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lee, and I love their motto, by the way. Do Better Work, which is what our podcast is focused on here. And what they do over there, Lessonly, is they have a readiness and training software for high-growth sales teams. So go check them out on their website, Lessonly.com, and much love to you guys. Patricia McLaren. I hope I'm saying that right, because sometimes I mispronounce out people's names and then they roast me, so it's all right. But she... Used to be a professional dancer for the Bucks and Golden State. So that's that's really intriguing. She'll probably talk a little bit more about that. And right now, she's at a startup called RevShop. And they're working with some huge clients. And, I'll, and I won't spoil that for her. She'll dive a little bit more into that. And what they're doing here is they're helping people optimize their sales engagement tools and run highly impactful campaigns. I've learned a thing or two from her and... She's also a diehard yogi, so we're probably going to dive a little bit about that as well. So that's Patricia. You can find her on LinkedIn if you want to connect with her. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. Patricia, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what what Rev Shop's doing, and then we'll dive into the episode.
1: Yeah. What's up, Morgan? Um, Thanks for having me. A little bit about me, I am, well, you've covered most of them. Thank you for that solid intro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm actually a Canadian. So I was born in London, Ontario. Shout out to Justin Bieber. (laughs) Uh, I moved to the States when I was young and then just spent most of my life in the Midwest, uh, out then moved out to California. And that's when I got into tech and um, I started RevShop actually back in 2018 when I was traveling. So I booked a one-way ticket to Japan, backpacked for all of 2018, and along the way was writing sequences, uh, starting to develop really awesome patterns of what works and what doesn't work in these campaigns. And RevShop was born. So that is uh, that's the background. And as of today, RevShop is really really, really expanding into three main programs because sales engagement is just such a foundational piece in our sales strategy right now. It's blowing up outreach and sales loft are really like the foundational tools that every salesperson has in their toolkit. And so it's not just about the sequences anymore. It's really the operations, making sure the data flows in order. They got all the fields they need, account mapping, everything's Tight when it comes to the systems. And then it's writing some campaigns, testing, iterating, and then training too. We've really noticed that sales reps, um, whether you're an SDR or an AE or even a manager, uh, they have to learn how to use outreach or sales loft in their own ways to be successful or to support their team or to know what to look at and so forth. Yeah. So those are the main areas that, um, that we cover and help customers with it at RevShop.
0: Love it. Uh, however, today we're, we're not talking about sales. You all, you know, yeah. we're here. We're, we're, we're diving into some other areas. So before we go into the three things that you do outside of work that have helped you be successful in your career, which is how we start the show. Uh, I have a question because I saw it on your LinkedIn profile. And I was like, the audience wants to know. So Patricia's backpacked around the world. So tell us what has been your favorite place to backpack to and why?
1: That one's so hard, especially anybody who has traveled, you know, that each place is like so unique. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) a couple stand out. Japan really was an eye-opening place for me. I started there and I ended there. So I spent a month uh, back, actually both in winter. So in in January and December. Um, went skiing up in the mountains, um, learned a lot about the culture there. And I just think I I was so inspired by everything around me, how clean, how clean it was, how disciplined the culture was, how much they just pour everything into what they do. Like, it's so apparent when you're there, how pristine everything is. And so it was a really cool trip. Um, there were a lot of temples in Japan as well that we visited, um, there's one in particular inari shrine that was super special to me um and there's just a different energy there, so I oh, really, really enjoyed japan um can't wait to go back
0: all right, <laughs> so Japan is on my list. It was my goal to go last year, but we all know what happened so i I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that I can get there at one point. so write that down, everybody, Japan sounds like an awesome place to go, but let's dive into it so you, what are the three things that you do outside of work that helps you be successful in your life and career, in your career?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm a huge advocate for wellness, health and wellness and mental wellness, because I, I don't buy into the idea that you can leave your personal self at home, and <laughs> separate personal and business. like just, it's just especially, like, now. <laughs> especially now, yeah, I yeah, can't do it now. You really can't. And so I'm, you know, I think the more that we can go inward and focus on ourselves to be a better person, it changes the way that we interact with the world and how the world interacts with us. And so a huge part of my life is self-reflection and just self-wellness and actually carving time out in my day. To do those things, it's just as important as you know prepping for a meeting or having having a meeting and having a you know customer deliverables deliverables done. So uh, the three things for me: number one is affirmations, and I I'm going to dive into that a whole lot because I was a skeptic at first uh, with affirmations, but they've completely changed my life. So daily affirmations, um, also the sauna. <laughs>
0: okay the sauna all right.
1: getting a sauna okay house over uh over the the quarantine and also has changed my life uh it's part of my my new routine uh and then yoga movement in some capacity I I started yoga as a physical practice just for a good workout over 10 years ago and it's really become more of a mental and spiritual practice for me. I've gotten way deeper into it. I've gotten certified um out in Bali when I was there and I it really changes my perspective in life.
0: Okay. So, we got the affirmations, we got the sauna, and then we got yoga. So, I first want to start off with the affirmations because you said you were a skeptic. And I definitely say that I was a skeptic as well. I just was like this is pixel dust right like this isn't real like this is garbage so tell us what made you a skeptic
1: yeah what's going on so we'll we'll go way back so as you mentioned earlier i was a a dancer i've been a Mm -hmm. dancer my whole life i I danced for the nba for a couple years and i just had a terrible relationship with myself and my body and and you know they you're held to such a high standard Mm -hmm. when you're we're already held to a a crazy standard as women in this society but as an MBA dancer you're just under this microscope and you're told certain areas of your body that you need to work on were weighed uh every Mm -hmm. other week they took our body fat if you weren't uniform ready they would pull you you couldn't or it's crazy yeah and for young women it's it's it could be damaging, right? To the way that the relationship that you have with your body. And so my body image was, my confidence was really low. And so when I stopped dancing, I wanted to start this healing process for myself and just build a better relationship and the way that I perceive myself. And so I started doing yoga a little Mm -hmm. bit more, and I went to a retreat where they had these affirmation cards and every day we'd have one. And Yeah, it was. To me, I was like, oh, that's cute. (laughs)
0: I'm going to skip this exercise, like, whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm just here for the workout. I'm, you know, I want to get some peace and quiet. But I, something kept reminding me of those cards. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this out. I'm just going to try it and see if it helps. So I picked an affirmation that resonated with me uh, that, that kind of alluded to the issues that I was having. Right. So the affirmation that I chose was I love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. And I started saying it every day and I didn't believe it. I was just saying it, you know, I didn't really actually believe it up front.
0: Mm-hmm. but the
1: more and more that I started to say this affirmation, I really did start to internalize it. And I could feel a shift. I could feel a shift in the way that I uh, held myself. Yeah. And how, you know, how the conversations that I had with other people, the way that other people interacted with me, the way that I showed up for life and showed up for my job. And I really, you know, it's something really small. It's just a little thing that you can tell yourself, but the negative self-talk was so detrimental and making this shift to positive self-talk, strengthening those neural pathways more than the negative self-talk has, it, it completely changes. know your your perspective and your energy and so that that really when we start to get down on ourselves you know there's certain days where we're super stressed or Mm. we're not feeling our best or we get into those negative feedback loops within our own minds the affirmations help to kind of restructure your path restructure your neural pathways and kind of a good reminder for yourself that hey i got this you know i'm i'm good
0: Oh no! I absolutely love that story, and I want to double click on a point that you said at the beginning of the story because of that transformation you had, of the before and after. You mentioned a terrible relationship with your health and your body. Like, can you go a little bit more deeper into that for for people that are out there, and so maybe it can be more resonate with them, and maybe someone's dealing with something similar.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think every. Woman that I talk to has something about themselves that they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and men too, men too. Uh, but you know, I would, I would, anytime that I would look in the mirror, mm. I would look at the negative aspects of myself. Oh, I hate this, I hate that. And it really was like pinpointed down to certain parts of me because that I was mm. hearing this from other people, right? I was hearing this from my coaches, and I was hearing that mm. I needed to be better, I needed to look a certain way. And so anytime that I looked in the mirror, I was—I I just was immediately like a grub. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, oh, you're just like, uh, uh, what about this? You know,
1: yeah, it was just—it it wasn't a good place to be. And I also noticed that it—it it, my my uh, the others around me, their opinions mattered so much to me, right? Mm. Because I was—I was getting all of this external feedback of what I needed to do in my life to be a certain, to reach a certain level. And I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening here. I was listening to every, what everyone else was saying around me. And so that, that relationship was just negative. Um, It also, it starts to chip away at your confidence, right? So if anybody is is dealing with not only just a, a body image where you're not happy with the way that you look, but, it gets into this negative spiral, but like, Oh, I'm, I can't, I couldn't possibly do X, Y, Z. I couldn't actually accomplish this. I'm, I'm small, right. It creates a level of like just low confidence. And so it's an, it's a spiral that affirmations can really help get you out of.
0: Yeah. And it's, I don't know what the exact stat is, but from my understanding and what I read it is that from a woman's perspective, that, from a qualification standpoint with a job, like you all might not go and fill out that job application because you don't meet everything. But we might just be like, oh, I can do two. So I can apply. And it sounds like it's a similar story there where it's like, oh, it's these little things that are off. But the transformation was you started doing the affirmations. You weren't a skeptic. And I think it's important for everyone to really take note on that story that Patricia was like, yeah, I, I didn't know about this. But she wrote that one thing down and it changed. And so on this affirmation point, you started really believing it. Can you walk through your process as of today? So you had a lot of negativity, you had a terrible relationship, you talked a little bit about it. Now, what are you writing on a daily basis to make sure you can do these affirmations?
1: So I say it out loud. I say it to myself. Are you yelling?
0: Like How does it work? Are you yelling it out to like the streets? Like, uh, is it it morning, afternoon? Like what's going on?
1: Yeah, no, so I usually, um, I take a walk every morning and I'm really fortunate to live two blocks from the river here in Austin. And so I walk the trail in the morning and there's a dock right at like halfway point. And so I just chill on the dock and look at the, at the water. Usually it's sunrise. It's beautiful. And so I pause there and I say it out loud. So I love and approve of myself. I trust the path I'm on. I love and approve of myself. I trust the path I'm on. And so I say this out loud and it's usually two or three times. And then I take a deep breath and I move on with my day.
0: Awesome. So it's the same one every time.
1: Same one every time. Okay. Yep. It has shifted in, in you know, depending on what's going on in, in areas that I want to work on that has changed. But the one that was very transformational for me was I love and improve myself. So I do tend to go back to that one.
0: Okay. Is it the one Is that the one now or have you changed it due to a lot of things that are going on?
1: I've changed it right now uh, because, you know, I've recently moved into the CEO role here at RevShop and there's a lot going on. And my, my biggest, um, you know, reflection of 2020 was balance. I really needed a little bit more balance in my Mm. life, allowing, uh, I'm my own worst critic. And then I always think I'm not doing enough. I always went like, I've built this crazy schedule in my mind of how Mm. things it done right for me it's like i gotta slow down so for me right now it's i trust the path and the process and so i say that every morning right now
0: i i love that you go and take a walk yeah (laughs) i think that's so (laughs) like I'm the worst. Like, I don't like leaving my apartment. I Like, like I've become like this Herman. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay in here. I write them down and that's it for my affirmations. I think what you are doing by walking for everyone that's listening in is that it creates a therapeutic environment for you so that you're easing yourself into the day instead of rushing right into it.
1: Totally. And we also, like, I don't know, we're all probably – creatures of habit, I know I am, and creatures of comfort. Yep. And it's nice just getting your work done in your house. And then you realize it's five o'clock, you haven't left, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. out, especially to get into that <laughs> pattern and that rhythm. So it's important to break that pattern, like consciously break that pattern. Um, and I really think it's important to interact with the outside world, like interact with nature, not just other people, but you know, get some sunshine on your face, feel the wind. Like that's so important to to realize that you're a part of something bigger and you're you, this whole world around you still exists yeah. where we've got our own world, you know, right here with our. <laughs> going on. Yeah. So I consciously, you know, go and, and chill on that dock and just do some reflections. And it's really only, you know, 20 minutes and yeah. carve that out in your day and get back to it.
0: Yeah, just got to make time for it. So you're doing the affirmations, it's getting you more confidence. And even as you moved into a new role that has changed on the affirmation. So last question on this, because then I want to pivot to yoga, because you mentioned that is, are you looking at your affirmations every quarter to be like, I'm going to change it? Or is it just solely based on what is happening in your life?
1: I don't put that much structure around it where I'm looking at it okay. in order it's really is this affirmation still serving me like is there still some work to be done here or do I have I internalized this and has it made a shift have mm-hmm. I made a shift in any way with this affirmation um and at that point if I start to feel like I you know there's something else that's sort of this this affirmation isn't speaking to me or whatever <laughs> yeah life, i'll I'll switch it up but it's it's usually just by how i'm feeling and how you know what's going on in my life rather than the schedule of a quarter or you know a month so just kind of going it takes some reflection i think i think the whole moral here with affirmations is just that sense of reflection to really listen to yourself and have mm-hmm. that to build that relationship and dialogue with yourself and then listening to it right knowing when to make that shift saying here here's what's going on here's what how i'm feeling about this and i'm gonna consciously try to make a shift with how i t- talk to myself about it
0: yeah so, uh, i think that's incredibly important and i'll add one more known the affirmations anyone could do this if they want to so i put them on my phone and it's on my home screen so we use our phones a ton so subconsciously you're seeing it every single day so I took an extra step and added it there if anybody else wants to do that. But let's talk about the yoga. So you went to yoga. And you started getting into that. So like, what was that piece? Did you see that as were you a skeptic before? Were you a natural yoga person? Like, how does a person start into yoga? Because when I did it, I, <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was going to be easy and I got destroyed. So I, I just wanted, to well, what was your journey?
1: You know, I love hearing that because I feel like most times people try it. That, well, they do think it's like relaxing and you know boring, and you get on the mat, and it's just like a bunch of stretching. And then it's like a whole different. It's so hard. They gain a new you know level of respect. Oh my gosh! Sore for days. So I love it. <laughs>
0: Hated it.
1: Yeah. And and so I think my first couple interactions with yoga when I was younger. It was an easy transition because of dance. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it was really just more of a a physical practice. Like, let's go to a yoga, almost like a workout class, you know? And then one of my friends introduced me to Bikram yoga, hot yoga, and I got hooked on the hot yoga. So that heat aspect um, was a whole different level for me. So I started going you know, three, four times a week. And I guess unhealthily, I would also do a Bikram yoga class before I would go for to weigh-ins for my (laughs) 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 together here. Um, but you know, that was when it was really just a physical practice for me. And I started the, the more and more that I got on my mat, the more I started realizing how, important and how impactful the stillness was for me mm-hmm. and like how, how much I get to reflect inward when I'm on my mat. It's not mm-hmm. just about like the external or the physical. It's like, wow, I actually feel more grounded when I'm, when I'm done with my practice. Right. And so I started delving into more of the other limbs of yoga with are mm-hmm. limbs of yoga and Asana is just one. It's just the physical practice, but it's really an entire, um, you know, practice life practice. And so I started learning more about those and on my travels, I just said, I'm going to go for it and get certified. So I, I, when I was in Bali, spent a month just completely immersed in yoga, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: spent a month with a monk, named Dada who taught me for hours and hours a day changed my life. Um, so it became more, it just the way that I, you know, interact with the world or the attitude that towards myself, it's all part of a yoga practice, not just that asana, but the physical is very important as well. Um, you know, again, the stillness that you actually, the stillness, the humility, Mm-hmm. Uh, never, you know, there's always improvement. There's always, yeah. always improvement, even on the basis. Always is Just on a you know, on a simple sun salutation, you can always be improving. And and that that's something really special that I don't find in any other type of um practice. So yoga is near and dear.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, we have to go. Deeper on that, I mean, certified. Went to Bali, talking to Dada. We got, we got, we got, we we got some stuff to talk about here. So you mentioned stillness quite a bit. Yeah. Were you not still before, and what was going on?
1: No, I would never make time for that. I was like, you know, go, 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 go. I was Mm. always, I never slowed down. I always. Needed to be doing a million things, and my brain was doing a million things as well. Were you
0: chasing? Was you chasing something? Like, what were you chasing? What were you trying to get to? I
1: guess I was. If I think about before I started doing yoga, I was dancing for the NBA. I was working two jobs. I was in school, um, mm. and I think I was just trying to figure out. I, I liked the sense of. I liked the sense of being busy. I liked feeling mm. like there was purpose in a lot of those areas, right? And I was kind of figuring out my groove, but I never actually realized that slowing down, the stillness, the reflection, actually stopping is where you figure out those answers. You figure out your purpose, you figure out your path a little bit more when you actually make time for that stillness. So I think there's a lot of chaos in in our lives and running around and doing so many things, but cutting some of those things out, focusing Mm -hmm. on quality and making time for reflection and stillness. Those answers just kind of come to you of like, you know, Oh, these realizations of what yeah. we're doing or what's meant for us. So yoga is that for me.
0: And there's a lot of people out here that might've tried yoga once. Like me, I did hot yoga and I was like, this is ridiculous. And everyone was doing way better stretches than I was. And I was self-conscious and I was just like, I could I, could, I mean, you got a point here. You got a point. I, I was like, not about it. I have a question that you can follow with your point is that you were talking about, you were chasing, chasing, going, going, I'm the same way, but in your stillness, you found what you really needed to do. So how were you able to find that purpose? And then how were you able to find what your strengths were to make you successful in the organization that you're working at today?
1: Yeah. Before I lose this thought though, I really want to, so you said something really important. You said that in your yoga class, you were everyone else around you was like doing amazing and, and it created this like competition which is so I hear this all the time too and I I'm guilty of it too when you're in a class setting uh, but when you stop doing that and yeah. just focusing on what you're doing on your mat and how you can show up today it becomes more of that personal practice rather than I'm doing this externally for, like I'm doing Mm -hmm. this to see how I compare to other people doing this or I'm trying to look a certain way in this pose. That shift is such a good reminder on the mat. Like there are so many lessons on the mat, but that one in particular is so common to stay in your lane. Stop looking at everybody else. Yeah. Stop stop (laughs) looking at what they're doing or what they look like doing it. Sure. You're where you're at. You're on your mat for a certain reason and how you show up today, that's up to you. That's just, that's totally up to you. And so that relationship with the mat or just whatever your flow is that day helps you kind of put that into perspective and carry that out in life too. Yeah. You know? So uh, <laughs> that was an awesome point. I <laughs> glad you brought that up. Uh, so how did I, how did I find in that stillness, my purpose or work to my strengths? Yeah. So that's a really good question. I think we're all still kind of working on that, um, it, and I don't know if it ever goes away. But <laughs> I think some of the best advice or realizations that I, I got in these stillnesses, we we have our own narratives, and we can make our own narratives in our mind about what we do, what our strengths are, or what we're good at, or what we want to. You know, just mm. how we perceive ourselves. We create the narrative for ourselves. But when you stop and you practice stillness and you're reflecting, and you you can kind of change that dynamic and say, well, how does the world interact with me? Like, how how am I actually, uh, like, what is working very well? Like, what is an easy thing that keeps coming to yep. me easily? More of,
0: like a flow like, for you? Like, 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 like,
1: yeah, like, what's a thing that's just, you know, things that are meant for you, they come easily, right? And a yeah. lot of it's not that you don't have to work hard for those things, but it seems to just work. It, you get into these flow states, the world is handing you these things. And sometimes we miss them because we're too busy creating this own narrative in our minds mm. about you know what we're trying to do. Hey, I'm trying to hit this path, but the, <laughs> the world's like, hey, dummy, you got all this amazing <laughs> other stuff happening right. here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and take so, a step back.
1: Yeah. And so we, in stillness, you're able to, to kind of connect with those things. And so for me, it was really finding the things that, you know, Hey, I'm these, you know, these people or these situations keep coming up for me. Like, that's, that's what I need to go chase. That's what I need to go follow and listen Mm -hmm. to. Uh, And, and that's kind of how I got to where I am now, you know? Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I absolutely love that. And one thing that you had mentioned is being, present to the things that are right in front of you that can help you get to the goal that you ultimately trying to to get to get to right and i think we miss that so much and there's one thing in there that i want to talk about that you mentioned that a lot of people one might not know about or two they're trying to obtain which is flow state can you talk to us a little bit more about flow state and how yoga helps you get there
1: yeah flow state is if you can tap into it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's incredible. It's (laughs) incredible. And you almost feel like an out-of-body experience where things are just happening for you. And it's like, you know, it almost feels like things are, these ideas are coming through you. It's like, you're just the vessel in a lot of cases. And if you can tap into that or consciously get into a flow state, your success or just like your quality of work is insane so yoga for me does that um it for me it's it's breathing it's breath work it's mindset and it's movement and i get into those flow states with zero distractions i think the other big piece is you know, if you're getting it, if you're sitting down to do a bunch of work or something, and you've got the TV on and you've got music and you've got, you know, your dog. I, I'm, that's stressful. Like that. <laughs> that
0: sounds stressful. <laughs> you
1: know, just, there's, there's more distractions, even, even uh, uh, visually. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and so getting rid of all distractions, silence for me is how I get into flow state breath work, heavy breath work movement. All in quick, you know, quick sync. Um, And that's it. And then I just kind of, I go, I'm in, I'm in the best mindset that I can be for the day. And I can, I can let those ideas sort of flow through me.
0: So the three things there, breathing, mindset, movement, don't have dogs, don't have, I don't know if you got a parrot, I don't know, like don't have these things around you basically. And flow state, if you all can get there, it to add more context to it, it basically is you are subconsciously doing your work and you, are, again, like we just talked about you're not thinking about it and you're executing at, at such a high level that you're like, what is going on? But it just acts as, as if um, there's, there's a lot of athletes talk about it, that they get into flow state once they've just seen the same things over and over again. If you watch any of Michael Jordan's games like on YouTube, like he is pretty much in flow state like the entire time where he's just moving faster than everyone else because he's just in a completely different realm. So on on yoga, what I want to talk about here is a lot of people might not have ever stepped inside of a yoga class. Maybe I have made them (laughs) concerned to ever do yoga in their life. So the question here is what are the three things that you see the most benefit from when it comes to yoga? And we talked about a lot that most people don't know about.
1: The benefit, well, I would say, just the, I mean, I think the most obvious, the most common, is the physical benefits of mm. yoga. Um, it's so great. You you hear in athletes too, like doing yoga as their cross training, right? It's yeah, mobility, um, your flexibility, and you your joints and everything. It's it's your range of motion.
0: Which is so important for work from home right now because you're just sitting down.
1: So important. Yeah. And so the improvements to your health are really awesome. And different types of poses um, have different benefits. So I would look that up if there was anything in particular that, you know, any aspect (laughs) of your body, look at what uh, poses you can do. It's incredible. Um, I also think that, you know, from a mental perspective, just getting the clarity and the still reaching that stillness is it's critical. You know, it's huge. It's having that moment to reflect and become grounded and go inward again, instead of looking elsewhere and, you know, having a million things going on. Yep. Um, third, I would just say, you know, the lessons again, that you learn on the mat help in your professional life too. And mm-hmm. like, I look at things that, the 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 lessons or the you know the intentions that I have on the mat, it always aligns with conversations that I'm having with people or decision making. How am I going to how am I going to get over this challenge? How am I going to over this hurdle? Yeah, those things are completely aligned. And so, uh, listening into that on your mat and bringing that those principles and everything into your into your professional life will help you be more successful there. So there's the physical aspect the mental aspect and professional growth that happens as an, as an, a, you know, an end result too.
0: Yeah. So you sold me on going to, I'm going to yoga again. So wh- which if I'm listening in, right. And I'm going to actually do more yoga now. Cause now I, I feel like I might've just like <laughs> just messed up or something. Right. Yeah, where, is my teacher. <laughs> maybe it was, but where do I start? Do I need to go to hot yoga? Do I need to go to regular yoga? I mean, you're a certified yoga instructor. Where should I start? And then like, how should I go about it? Should I go once a week, twice a week? What should I do?
1: So I I think like anything else, if you jump into with too much intensity and too uh, high of goals that you can't attain, you're not gonna adopt it. So if you're like, I'm yep. gonna go every day for a <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not gonna happen, right? That's
0: an aggressive person. There's probably someone listening that's gonna do that. So don't do it. <laughs>
1: You're like me. You probably said those types of goals. Uh, So I would say ease into it, you know, just start with one or two a week and see how it goes. Um, And also accept where you're at. It's okay that you're not an expert. Okay. You can work your way up there. Every, it's a lifelong thing. It's a lifelong practice. You can always be improving. So don't get too upset with yourself if you're feeling like you're, you know, you're getting a pose wrong. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. It's just whatever you're doing that day is working for you. Okay. Yeah. So I would say those are two very important things to, to if you're getting started. Um, I use a really great app called Down Dog, and you can set your okay your level of difficulty if you want to focus on a certain area of your body. It's great. You can choose. Sounds
0: to, as it, sounds as the spells Down Dog. Down
1: Dog. Yeah. Okay, cool, I love cool. it. Um, I know some apps, there are tons of apps or tons of ch- video channels and things like that, that, um, that you can get into, but it tends to be overkill or a lot of content and you're not sure exactly, you're kind of like analysis paralysis type thing. Yep. So I like down dog. There's one, you know, one flow for the day. You can set the time too. So if you only have 30 minutes, do it for 30 minutes. If you only got 20, do it for whatever you've got. Um, And I would also, you know, start, start with the physical practice, but just online, look at some of the other, you know, the other limbs of yoga, yamas and niyamas are the first two that I would recommend looking into read a little bit about it each week, pick one, you know, and I I think that's how I started getting very intrigued is learning Mm. about the other limbs and bringing that to the, to the physical.
0: I love it. So, we got yoga, down dog, all the th- things we, you can go into. And we have the affirmations, now the sauna. So, are you doing the sauna after yoga, after your affirmations? I feel like this all comes together. So, when are you doing it? And how did you get into this?
1: Well, uh, a good friend of both of ours, KD, kept har- harping me on getting the Shout
0: concert. out to KD.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it was been a long, it was like a year ago. Like he like, he has one in his garage or something. He's like, man, you got to get the sauna. And I, he
0: would have happened. one in his garage. <laughs> he totally would have that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I would always, that was like my, my workout wrap up. I could sit in the sauna after my workout, but I couldn't go to the gym anymore. And I didn't realize the impact of not having a sauna for me. So I end up again one this year and um, it's an infrared. And what I've been doing now is at night after my work day, I sit in the sauna and yeah. I around 30 minutes. And for me, it's almost like a symbolic time where I'm sweating out the stresses of the day. Like I'm done for today. Anything that I had going on in my mind, in my anything physically that I'm holding on to, I'm letting this go right now so I it's mm. also nice to just sort of wrap up the day and detox, physically detox, right? Any of the toxins and anything from the day, but but mentally detox as well. So it's become a huge part of my day because I think I think everyone can relate to that it's hard to to unwind now. It's hard to oh, st- yeah. stop the day. Like we're living and working in the same environment. It's tough to turn off. And so having something like this, it's super symbolic for me to be like, I'm, I'm done for the day. I'm just going to, I'm sweating it all out and yeah. you feel amazing. And it also helps with the, uh, with the sleep. Get so
0: them- I, I like how you have it as a mechanism to actually stop. Yeah. And for majority of people that are listening in here, high performers, you're in sales, you're running a company, you feel like you can't ever stop. I feel like i'm always going and i'm like yeah i could do this for like an hour and then as it being 10 o'clock i'm like why am i here right <laughs> so like so this is an everyday ritual you were going to the sauna and how long are you in there 10 minutes 20 minutes does it depend on how stressful the day is
1: it's usually 30 minutes okay yeah yeah some days i up the temp if it's a if it's a stressful oh, okay,
0: day <laughs> okay i gotta crank this up <laughs>
1: Yeah, but 30 minutes is
0: usually. (laughs) Client got on my nerves. I got to crank it up to 50, (laughs) 50 more. No, that makes sense. Okay. So with the sauna, while you're in there, are you in a meditation state? Are you reading? I've seen people read in there. So what are you doing?
1: Yeah, um, I play some music.
0: Okay. What kind of music?
1: Just instrumental. I've got a... a, um, playlist on spotify called yoga flow and okay. it's kind of like gets you in a rhythm and i do some light stretching in there as well so just kind of like loosening up okay any stress attention if y'all are like me and you sit at your computer with terrible posture you got all, like neck, <laughs> <horned> <laughs> neck. stress pulled up so it's a lot of just letting go um and some deep breathing in there sometimes i bring my phone in but now that i'm i'm kind of using this as a a time to disconnect. I don't bring my phone in anymore at night and I just kind of like zone out. So music is really it for me. I'm not trying to ingest anymore. It's more of the detox and letting go. So music is really the only thing that I bring in there with me.
0: Got it, and you're playing the music. This is something that you're doing very consistently, but you said that you saw the impact when you don't do it? So what happens when you don't do it?
1: I can, fiz- I feel it in my body. Like I feel mm-hmm. inflammation. I feel stiffness. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I miss, I miss that sweat. Like I miss that. I, I, yeah. f- I just feel clogged. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs>
0: it's like- it's like, you it feel like it's like all the bad vibes and the stressful vibes are like going away and you feel like it's stuck to you when you don't go in there?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So that combo of affirmations, yoga and sauna and like consciously making time for those things in the day have a huge impact on, you know, how I show up, how I, what mood i am in, how I interact with the world, how I tackle anything that's on my plate that day. Uh, and without those things, it, you know, it, it really tends to build up. So we need that type of release or whatever works for us to, to really let go and be our best self.
0: Yeah, so you bought a sauna, it's inside of your place. So like, how does one do that? Like, and for example, like I, I do Cairo, so I do the opposite of sauna. Like I go sit inside of a freeze tank and like, that's my thing. Okay. So, but I can't buy that. <laughs> it's a lot of money. So how, what, how was the sauna like? What are you doing? Like, how did you get one?
1: Uh, I just bought it online. It was the easiest thing in the world. Okay, cool. It came, it came in four pieces that just connected together. at Oh, home. perfect. It's, it was like very easy to install. They have um, different payment install. Like if you want to do it in installments, you can do that.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but I think less about having it in your home, but, you know, consciously finding whatever that thing is. If it's cryo for you, if it's, mm-hmm. You know, if it is just a walk around the block to detox for the day, yeah, um, yeah, whatever works for you. And I think just finding that thing and, you know, my conscious effort of having it in my house <laughs> and forcing myself to use it. Yeah, for sure. I've um, made a big difference. But if you can't actually get one, um, you know, find something that's accessible to you and that is effective for you and just make a, make a, a conscious effort to to incorporate that into your life.
0: No, I, I love it. I have a sauna in my apartment complex, so that <laughs> like yeah, extra bougie over here. So yeah, I actually I'll go to it from time to time. I, the gym obviously was shut down for a while, but that was the main reason that I moved in. I was like, yeah, there's a sauna here, like sauna and like it's yeah, like those things are nice incredibly thing. important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So we got affirmations that you're writing down, or no, you're not writing. You're saying them out loud. And I think that's really cool. I, I don't do that. And you're also doing a walk that helps you grow. And then you also, on the yoga side, from the mental and spiritual aspect, you gave us a lot of tactics there. And then the sauna, tons of benefits there that you anyone can go do to detox. So as we wrap up this interview, question for you. We talked about affirmation, sauna, yoga. Is there a personal one-up formula that you have that's outside of what we talked about today that most people don't know about that is helpful for you?
1: Yes. Uh, I think about it in three P's. Okay. This is mostly like when I do all of those things to be a better person and to show up in life, um, when it comes down to actually you know, executing at work and being my best self and being the best leader I can be, I think of the three P's, plan, practice, pursue. I love it. Those three things are like very near and dear to me. I try to do those every day. Planning. I can't stress enough the importance of planning. I don't think you can be over prepared at all. You know, if I have five calls or six calls a day, I'm mentally, physically, emotionally prepared for all of them.
0: Before, yeah, as you should like be.
1: The day before, or two days before, it the stress and anxiety of of being unprepared is completely in our control. We can control that hundred yep. percent. So I don't think there's a, a, any way that you could be overly prepared. <laughs> so it's, it's a life changer. If you're somebody who's stressed out, uh, that's one thing that you can eliminate right now by carving out time to plan. So planning is huge. Practice, just like everything we talked about today, practicing your affirmations doing them consistently, practicing yoga, practicing health and wellness, practicing things. You can't ever, get, you can't ever reach mastery without practice. You have to practice. So you plan, you practice, and you pursue. I think uh, the big piece of actually doing something, actually taking action on something that you want to, or, you know, if it comes up and that's the path that you want to follow, it's actually yeah. pursuing that. It's that it's that action of making things happen. Uh, and you can't ever get anywhere. You know, you, you can't reach that level of mastery again if if you don't actually pursue. So those are the three, three Ps.
0: I love it. Hopefully y'all took the notes on three P's. I, I just took note on the three P's. So hopefully y'all go and execute that. And last but not least, anything that you want to shout out, anything that you want to mention and where also can people find you?
1: Um, just shout out to everybody showing up every day. I'm super proud of this community. I'm super proud to be a part of it and and to connect. I love connecting. So I you can find me on LinkedIn. You can email me, Patricia at Repshop. Or you can go to revshop.com.
0: Cool. Anything you're working on that you want to point to that anyone want to find you on?
1: Uh, yeah. So we are working on a, uh, we did a, a research report, actually, an inbound response research report that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And it's super, super interesting. We uh, surveyed over 409 SaaS companies that were using Outreach and Sales loft, and we researched their inbound process. So how long did they did it take for a human to reach out to us? Did they call? Did they email? What did their emails look like? Um, you know, all of these statistics about the inbound process and what it looks like for the buyer. So stay tuned for that. There's some really shocking findings uh, in that report. And we're, we're coming out with that in a couple of weeks with some how to's. So how you can, if you're experiencing any of those, how you can make them better.
0: I love it. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for coming up the one up for a podcast. I now have to go and find a yoga appointment or find a virtual yoga teacher. That's, that's my takeaway from this. Uh, And hopefully that you all got some, yeah. Hey, I'll let you know how it goes. If
1: you can't find one, we'll just do a Zoom session together. Um, Hey,
0: I'm all all I'm in for that. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to hit you up. We're going to have a virtual yoga session. That's what's happening here on the, on the podcast. So thank you all for listening in and go do These things that we talked about today, you know, this is all about one upping your life and leveling up yourself so that you can holistically grow as a person. So as as you all know, go out one up and have a great rest of your day.